Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. And the best part is that it's free. Go there, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, after a very fun week one is my co-host Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, man, so so we didn't see many of the crazy results. I think until Saturday, right? We saw a couple of those weird, crazy games, like the Hawks lost to the Cavs, and I feel like we avoided those for the first few days, and then yesterday they just kind of all caught up to us. Yeah, I think um, you know here on our uh, week two preview, it's still a little bit early to be making any, you know, let's warn everybody right off the bat. Small sample size theater is in full blown swing right now. Hopefully you are able to exploit people who are panicking on uh, players who are off to a cold start, maybe like a Kimball Walker. Um, Hopefully you are excited about some of the people that you've drafted. But let's don't let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, and I think this is going to be a very interesting season. Uh, and I, I think the uh, the East and the West, the teams are a little bit closer other than those like really bottom tier real crap, like, OK, C- City, um, you know, Orlando. I think other than those teams, uh, the teams that are in the playoff hunt are all pr- like much closer than they usually are. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's just not that like amazing team that's gonna blitz everybody. So it feels like everyone's closer than they than they normally are. But I feel like I feel like there's always a lot of parity kind of in that middle group. Yeah, oh, just I you know I feel more so this year than than usual just because there is no true like. I mean, Giannis looks absolutely incredible, and then they they lost by like a, a ton on national television to the Heat. So. Um, it's very early. It's incredibly early, but uh, that doesn't mean that we can't still look back at week one before we preview week two and just kind of give our thoughts, kind of give our overview of like, you know, what's panning out the way we thought it was, what's not aligning um, with the, the the direction I thought the season, how it would start. Uh, what players did you pick up? What players are you are you willing to let go? Um, and then I, I think also we should talk about anybody who's like significantly changed within our like maybe a personal rankings. So like, I guess, Tyler, what's something from like a player or a bunch of players in week one who were kind of your waiver wire players for week one that you like went out and grabbed? Oh, I won't tell you a waiver wire player, but I want to start off with this person because this person's oh. been the person that surprised me the most, I would say. Okay. Ready for this? Yes. Um, this is a rookie, so maybe this shouldn't, shouldn't surprise me that much. But Scotty Barnes is really, really good. Like, yeah. Really good. <laughs> so we had kind of like an inkling that Scotty Barnes uh, in preseason, he put up a couple lines that were really impressive. And it was just kind of like, oh, um, pay, pay attention to this guy. Like maybe take a flyer on this guy. And uh, yeah, no, Scotty Barnes has definitely, uh, definitely changed from uh, kind of an outlier potential waiver wire uh, player to like, this is a must, this is a must roster. Yeah. Just, I don't see any way they take him off the floor. He's good on both ends. He can do a little bit. He's going to just attack the basket like crazy. Like he's, he doesn't have much of a jumper yet, but really good on defense played well against Luca um, on Saturday night. Like, and he played exceptional in that game against the Celtics um, the night before. So I just feel like Scotty Barnes is the guy. Yeah, that you got to go out if he's if he's somehow on your waiver wire. Maybe it's a shallower league. Like you got to get him. Yes, uh, must add. No matter how shallow your league is, I think he's uh, absolutely a must have. Uh, a rookie that um, I think just like the upside alone, he's going to have his ups and downs like all rookies do, right? Um, but the the full stat line from him, if he puts it together and obviously the Raptors went out of their way to go get this guy for a reason. They got a lot of faith in him. Uh, they're giving him, they're going to have to give him a lot of playing time here. Um, I just think his ceiling might be the highest out of, um, you know, all of the, I guess, undrafted or unoverlooked rookies. And it, honestly it might be higher than uh, the Jalen's and, and Cade as well. In the yeah, long I mean, term, I, I... maybe not this season, but in the long term. 
Yeah, it's hard to say. And I think this will a lot in classes, right? Like that third or fourth pick sometimes becomes the best one. Like it just happens, right? Um, I'll ask you about this player because I think this is going to be on a lot of people's list. And I'm still not sold on this player. But I will say, tell you that he is 11th right now. Okay. On the hashtag basketball uh, player rankings. So through two games of his. Okay. This man is 11th. Small, small sample. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Yo, um, we said going into the season, during the preseason uh, podcasts, we were like, oh shit, it kind of looks like Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. are going to play together. And that's weird, but... Is that what it's like? Is that what Orlando's going to do? Because they kind of have no choice, and like that seems insane. But also, if that's the case, Mo Bamba is insane when it comes to fantasy value. When he plays thirty minutes, can he stay on the court? He has Tyler. He's uh, uh, averaging three blocks a game. He's hitting three threes a game. Um, is he playing better than uh, his? overall stat lines like he's obviously playing at, at a very high level right now for who Mo Bamba is but if this is how well he can play what is his normal stat line you know I'm mean, like is it, it's a couple threes a couple blocks is it though I mean he's a bad three-point shooter isn't he I I mean is he I mean, he's 33% for his career. So even if you're telling me he keeps taking four and a half a game, which I, I don't know that, but if he hits, he hits his career average, that means he's hitting what? Like one and a half a game, which is still good. Sure. I mean, this is 100%. He's the 11th ranked player right now. This is uh, sell high city, even though the sample size is small, obvious, obvious sell high city. The, most players, almost all players, revert back to the mean. But if you picked up Mo Bamba at the end of your draft, and now right now he's performing as a top 15 player, and on the by the end of the season, he's a top 75, 70 player just because he gets the blocks and the threes, and he, he's going to play a lot for Orlando. That's kind of someone you want to hold on to unless you're, unless you're trading him significantly – higher than you know a top like for a top 75 player a top 50 player that's an obvious trade right i take anyone in the top 100 unless i needed blocks uh, because i really don't think he's going to be i mean he's never gotten to steal a game so i don't think he's i don't think he's out of the top 100 by the end of the year well he was in foul trouble in that first game now he still managed to play 27 minutes but I'm not sold that he can stay out of foul trouble. But I, this team also doesn't care. Like they're not trying to win games, so they could just run him out there until he fouls out every night. I mean, yeah, I think they, I think they will, and I think that this weird skill set that Mobamba has, we've said before, if he puts it together, this is a hell of a fantasy player. And in a couple games last season, he was putting it together. And I think, quite frankly, Orlando doesn't care if they win or lose. They're going to run him out there. He's going to be out there. He's going to be out there with Wendell Carter Jr., who is also playing decently well i think a lot of people might have given up on wendell carter jr after the first orlando game and some people were out on him during draft time and i said hey they're gonna play wendell carter jr wendell carter jr is a decent fantasy player my question uh, is though their two top power forwards are out right chumo kiki and jonathan isaac true when those two come back who's playing the minutes is it bomba or is it carter that's i think that's going to be and that's why the I number one question anyone- right that's why I trade him for anyone in the top 100. It's like, if he's going back to 15 minutes a game, like he's barely a streamer. Yeah. I would 1 billion percent agree with that. And he's who did they give the ex- extension to Bomber or Carter? Widow Carter. Widow Carter's good. So I mean, so he's going to get the minutes. So if you can get, I mean, I would shoot for a top 75 player and that'd be fantastic. If you can get it. But even if That's like it. someone offers me a consistently good top 100 player, I'd take it uh, Bomba right now. Would you take, let's see, let me find somebody way down here, like uh, Derek Rose. No, that's a, that's a tough one there. Yeah. Derek Rose is not getting a lot. Uh, as well, many and I don't feel thought. great about Derek Rose staying super healthy. Yeah. So, see, so yeah, kind of. I'd probably keep there. Bamba in that case, but someone like that. I, I, I take some point. Andrew Wiggins? 
He's I'd take Wiggins. Oh, okay. But he healed. I'm still at, oh, available in 70% of leagues. So if you need, I mean, if he's available in your league, look, pick him up. I mean, he's 17% of Yahoo. He's still available. Yeah. Uh, another uh, young, uh, young buck. I guess he's not a buck. He's a pacer. Uh, Chris Duarte. Another probably young won. buck pacer. Another young pacer is the, the, what they, what they say on the streets. Uh, Chris, du- Chris Duarte. Lighten it up right now. Now. I'm you know really... how much Scotty Barnes is owned? This surprised me. I, I forgot Let to say hear this it. when we were talking Scotty Barnes. What do you think? What's the number? Yahoo Leagues. I would say number? 70%, 70%. 68. You were close. Okay. Should be 100. Yeah. Should be 102. 102. And I feel like he's only going to get better. Like we see this with rookies a lot, right? Um, only going to improve. He looks really good. Mobley as a rookie looks really good. So I think if you got Mobley, first off, if Mobley's out there, he should be on a roster, period. That's insane. Get him on a roster. He looks really good. But I, Chris Duarte should be on an all, every single He's also only on 65% of leagues. Yeah, pick him up. Pick him up right now. Chris Duarte. There's a ton of guys at the 65% mark that I like that I think should be yeah. in more leagues that just aren't. Now, now granted, he's, um, you know, He's a little bit of a uh, just, you know, kind of like a scorer type, but he's getting good rebounds. His assists aren't terrible. His steals are very good. His blocks are very good. He just kind of lo- like he's an older rookie, right? He's like 24 years old, but he he's, does look really good. He's like two years older than Luca, who's already been in the league for four years. Yeah, which is uh, really, really silly. A couple other, I think, uh, obvious pickups. For Let me, me ask you this about Duarte. Just, I just okay. want to get you think and get What's your it? thoughts on this. So they've got a lot of wing types that are out, right? Sure. So obviously Duarte is a pickup and a hold for for now. Yeah, absolutely. But how are we feeling when maybe even Karis LeVert, just one of them comes back? Yeah, I think Karis LeVert's the one. Like I, I, I think he plays even if with the, you know, if Holiday, who, who's I forget who's all injured on the Pacers right now, but. Pick a number, I think. Everybody. Everybody's injured <laughs> on the Pacers right now. Um, but when you – I think if you look at their roster, right, and I'm trying to bring – Justin Holiday did play 37 now. minutes. He was a little banged up going into that heat game on Saturday. Yeah, he I was surprised. 37 minutes. surprised he, uh, he, he played as much as he did. Uh, so, That's really, it. the two big wings that are out are Levert and TJ Warren. TJ Warren, yeah. So, like, TJ Warren and Levert, I feel like – But they both have very – questionable injuries like i'm not sure when either one well, of is, back. is a back it's a spinal injury for god's sake so um i don't know when he's gonna be back warren's a real question mark as well so that's why i'm perfectly fine holding on to darte um will he be hurt by the return of both those guys yeah i think so the minutes the minutes just won't uh will, will be reduced right i mean he's playing almost 40 minutes a game because they're so injured but like he's playing a lot well, and, you just, and so you that means see that i think he plays the ball too yes yes he's just like taking the load he's not just out there because they need somebody out there he's like part of their offense and i think that's the real key here is that like they will find a way now get rid of uh, a guy who's being overused for uh you know try to make a, a trade sell high for sure which is definitely what duarte is going to be for this first month or so but come healthy pacers time they're probably going to be playing this kid closer to 30 minutes than not. I think they're going to find a way for him to be on the floor because I think they want him on the floor. Well, and they've talked a lot about him all preseason that they think he's really good. So, yeah. And I, you know, I assume they'll ease in both Warren and liver if, and when they, they come back, which is why I'm totally fine with holding and, and riding uh, Duarte's hot start right now. See where it goes. Um, you should always be kind of looking to sell high no matter who you got. Right. But um, I would, I wouldn't, I'm not as worried about him as I am someone like Mo Bamba. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I just think, I don't think Bamba is going to be able to hold his value for the whole season. I just don't, I mean, other than blocks, he's going to be good in blocks. That's fair. Uh, Garland out with an injury. I think Ricky Rubio is a must uh, roster at this point as well. 57% owned. That's it. 39th ranked player. He had a monster game with Garland out. He's going to continue to have monster games. So get him on your roster. Uh, the two Memphis guards who have been started uh, started in the first game continue to start, continue to play really well. De'Anthony Melton, Desmond Bain. Uh, I still want Melton over Bain, though, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's a toss-up, though. They're both good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that, that shakes out. Here's the guy I want to talk about. This guy okay. has, uh, looks pretty good so far, but can't – been really inefficient with his shot. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yes. 46th ranked player so far. Good. I like Good. Taking, taking a lot of shots, that's what you like to see, right? He's shot all the way up to 83% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Um, my worry would be, and this could be a while off, again, is like his is based mostly on just scoring. Like literally it's all he's doing. Now the steals are good. He's getting you a block. But I don't know. Are those going to keep up? And if they're not going to keep up and it's just going to be scoring, when Zion comes back, this could dry up too. But I would actually be more likely to take him than someone like Duarte, I think. Okay. I could, I could see that. Why? I mean, what, what, what is it about him that you, you, you like more than kind of these other guys? Well, it's that. He got a steal and a half a block in 20 minutes a game last year. 21 minutes a game. So and, his, you- and his role is kind of set, I think. Well, and that's it. They need guards, right? Like, who are they going to play over him in the backcourt? Like, Josh Hart? Maybe. No, nobody. Thomas Sadoransky? Zero, zero but, people. Right. So, I feel like he's just going to be good. And, like, I feel like his field goal percentage has to go up. And his three-point percentage is probably going to go up, too. Like, he's actually kind of off to a bad start shooting. And he's still averaging 17, 8, 2.3 steals and a, and a block. Now, I don't expect the steals to be that high or the block to be that high, maybe even in 30 minutes. 30 minutes a game, but like he's giving you a steal and a half and three quarters of a block. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's super fair. A couple of droppables that I've seen out there, because I do want to talk about Atlanta a little bit. Uh, a couple of droppables out there. Obviously, Thaddeus Young isn't uh, playing. Uh, so, I, you know, decent um, shot in the dark to see if he did, because he's obviously a fancy, valuable player. Uh, but go ahead and drop him. Larry Nance Jr., is someone I think uh, I, I was certainly wasn't drafting this guy, but uh, a lot of people were looking at him and um, yeah, just, I don't think the, the playing time is definitely not there in Portland, especially right. Well, right now it's not there in Portland. I don't know if it will be there, if it's not there now. And then another guy that I'm, I want to get your take on that I have dropped in some leagues uh, simply because I think his ceiling is solid, but it's not like, you know, I just rather take, some some shots and some of these younger guys who have p- appeared on the waiver form uh, for me. This one's a little bit more of a safer pick. Kelly Olenek, not playing as much as we thought he was going to in Detroit. And, I, I, and, and you know, quite frankly, why? They, they need Kelly Olenek. We said this going into the season, like, hey, they need Kelly Olenek to play. And he's like playing 20 minutes a game. And he's doing well in 20 minutes a game. It's just that it needs to be 30. Yeah. It might be a little too soon for me on Kelly Olenek. I just feel like, you know, they were some weird games to start it off for them, and they don't have Cade, and they – well, they played the Bulls twice, right? They're the only two games. Why they played Chicago twice, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but uh, they're, they're 0-2. That's all, I do. That's all I know. Well, and the first game looks like it was kind of close, but the Bulls kind of blew them out twice, didn't they? The I watch obviously watched all three of these beautiful um, Bulls games that you've. Uh, I hope everybody's watched the Bulls. They are fun. They are fun watch. Uh, game one was close throughout, but watching it never never felt like the Bulls were like, uh oh. I never felt like worried about it because they weren't playing great. But every time they needed to get a basket, they did. And so I was like, no, this doesn't feel right. And then at the right time, they took control of the game and they won. The second outing against Detroit. Was it was just straight up a beatdown? Here's why I think Olenek is going to play fast. You ready for this? Let me hear. The Pistons scored 88 and 82 points. It's not very good. You can't you can't win scoring 80 and, and not in the NBA in 2021. So who can get a bucket? Let's let's look around. Who can get a bucket? Uh Kelly Olenek seems like he can get a bucket. Yeah, he can score. And so I, I just feel like it's coming. It's got to be coming because you can't, you can't score 80 and all season long. You just can't do it. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know. Could I take another week of Kelly Olenek playing 20 minutes a game? Well, and, and, and I Probably guess here's, not. Here's the thing. I guess it would depend on your league. If it's like a 10 team league. Drop Kelly Olenek. It's yeah. a 12 team league. Maybe hold on. Tough call. It. Who's out there? That's what I'd say. Who's out there? If was, it's if, a, was if Sadiq Bay's out there? I'd take Sadiq Bay over Kelly Olenek. 
Uh, nice. If it's a 14 team or 16 team league, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping Kelly Olenek. So what's going to be on the waiver wire? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Probably not a whole lot. So yeah, I in the, in a deeper league, certainly keep Kelly Olenek around. I mean, in 20 minutes a game, he's actually still valuable right now in those deeper leagues. Here's a, here's a fun, fun one I like to do. Okay. Um, and potentially you don't have this pulled up, so I'll give you some time. Player owned in less than half of Yahoo leagues that you'd want to pick up and own right now. Oh, all right. That's uh that is a, you were, you were alluding to a, a normal segment here on watching the boxes, which we will do throughout the, uh, the normal weeks, week ones. But I don't want to get this bogged into like the week. Like I just want him for this. No, week. No, no. I want yeah. this to be like a guy that I'm like, Oh man, I'm on this fella. Okay, yeah, we, we won't go all the way into it, but I just want to prompt everybody that, you know, we're going to be doing the weekly previews. We're going to be doing waiver wire in the middle of the week. Um, we'll probably do a little buy low, sell high uh, as the normal rotation. I think we're going to do another Twitch uh, stream on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes when we go through the boxes, which is, I think, a, a lot of fun as well. Let's see. Oh, here's another situation I want to talk to you about. This came from watching the Toronto Mavs game. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about this. Then we'll get back to it because I'm sure you weren't prepared. And I'm, I just I'm, like I'm stuff at you. pulling it out. You certainly do, Tyler. I'm pulling it out. Uh, let me, let me Kem Birch playing more than Chris Boucher. So, yeah. So for Boucher, what, are you keeping him? Do you have any interest? Is he just a streamer now? Like He hmm. did not play hardly at all. Now, it was the second night of a back-to-back for Toronto. But his minutes have not been super high yet. I didn't believe. Uh, Chris Boucher. Um, I I'm gonna go out there as as someone who really really enjoyed and got a lot of value out of Chris Boucher last season. Um, I think I'd I, I'd rather have Bielitsa on my team. Yeah, like Boucher, so he played eight minutes in that game against Dallas. It was 17, 19, and eight. Now he's gotten you two blocks in two of those three games and a block in another one, but it's been seven, 11, and a whopping zero points. Hmm. Zero. Yeah, I think you gotta, field, I like, think you gotta, you gotta, yeah, I think you have to drop him. Are field. you ready to concede that preseason squabble we had over him to me already? No, I'm, no, I'm not willing. It's a long season, Tyler. <laughs> I will not never concede. I was hoping to grab one win early. I was but uh, get now. Yeah, it is not looking good for our friend Bobby Boucher. Um, and and for, in twelve team leagues, like that's a guy for me that you gotta just drop and stream. Like, there's so many other guys giving you so much more value. Right well, here's now. a guy like, giving you value right now on the exact same team. His name's Precious Achua, only rostered in forty percent of leagues. Um, he, he's going to have some up and down nights, but y'all he's, he's averaging a double, double. Yeah, no, he's good. He's, he's good enough to be, uh, uh, just throwing former starters out of their roles. Well, and he's just like a big energy guy, like can do a little bit more than Boucher and on the offensive end for sure. And I mean, I, I just like his game. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a guy that, we're going to look up at the end of the season. He's probably going to be pushing the top 100 in fantasy. Like he's just good. Yep. Uh, B elite says a streamer for me, uh, definitely over Boucher. I'm, I'm trying to look at these under, under 50% rostered. The, the name that sticks out to me, number one is, um, is Desmond Bain here. Desmond yeah, that's Bain. fair. I figured that's who you were going to pick. So I've got a couple other names. Uh, Bain yeah. would be near the top of my list. There's, there's, a, there's a couple in here. I like those. Another but... guy near the top of my list, Cam Reddish. Yes, that's exactly who I was looking at. That guy looks real good. Yes, yes. He looks impressive. I, I would be willing to pick him up and hold him. I feel like he just is young, still improving. He was, what, the 2019 drafts? This is his third year? R- rest of the year, Tyler. Cam Reddish or Terrence Ross? Right? You had to pick today. That hurts. That hurts, Mike. Don't, but, don't do that to me. But uh, that's how quickly Cam I, Reddish has moved up the boards. Yeah, I I still think the Magic got to play Ross a little bit more. So I, ah man, that's tough though. I'd probably go Cam Reddish because like I feel like he's got the shot to break out and be something better. Like we know Terrence Ross. Like even if he's playing like thirty minutes a game, he's going to be what like inside the top one hundred, but barely. Yeah, he's just going to be the same guy as always. Yeah. So good, not great. 
No, not great. Definitely good. Um, yeah, Cam Reddish is definitely, I think, uh, a, a must roster right now if in a standard 12 team league. Uh, I'm liking that a lot. Other than that, I'm going I'm trying to go all the way down here where there's not a lot of uh, people rostered. Um, the least rostered player that I think <laughs> could have a somewhat, and I would not recommend picking them up, but somewhat of a fantasy impact, uh, at least at a streamer, in fact, could be a bench player. Um, uh, Kobe White. Why is no one – I mean, how long is Kobe White out? Like, is that the reason that no one's on him? Yes, he's not, like, playing. If, he's not playing. But if I've got, like, three IR spots in my league, why is Kobe White not owned? Like, there's not that not many sure. guys that Same are hurt that, that aren't coming back, like, relatively soon, right? Like, there's a bunch of guys, like, you can own this guy, but he seems like he's out forever. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Bryant's down here as well, very, not rostered in very many leagues. Well, he could be out of one. Sure, but you've got an IR, you got an IR. But Kobe White should be back uh, here in a few weeks, two, three weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. And that's uh, – I don't really know. Like last season he played 31 minutes, which I think is a ton. Uh, and I don't think he returns to 31 minutes. But uh, 25 minutes his rookie year, uh, I don't think it's going to be that low. Who the hell's coming off the bench on this team? It's Alex Caruso. Yeah, they just need bodies, right? We talked about this a couple of times. Yeah. They just well, they need bodies. scoring on that second team, right? And that's just kind of the one of the big um, – if you look at how they're they're staggering, there's this uh, what is that popcorn? There's this popcorn machine NBA thing. It's a very very weird uh, website. If you go popcornmachine.net, I don't know who runs it or why it exists or why it looks the way it does, but it does like the game flow for every one of the uh, the basketball games, showing how people like actually played. Um, with each other and how they overlapped and what their plus minus was and what runs that these teams went uh, went on, which is like, I don't know, it's it's really kind of cool in a lot of ways. And, you know, DeMar DeRozan is getting a lot of playing time with the second team with the Bulls. And I think, um, you know, I like that. I think it's kind of cool. Levine's also overlapping into that, into that second team simply because they need the scoring. Like Kobe White will be the scoring for the second team. So maybe there's less overlapping. Maybe there's uh, you know a different type of overlapping. Maybe Vujovic comes in a little bit more for the second team. But yeah, like uh, popcorn, shout out popcornmachine.net still doing it. I didn't know it was if it was still around, but here it is. Any player, this was maybe worth talking about too. Any player that is close to or 100% owned that you are even the slightest bit worried about at this point? That's a that's a, a completely different question. Um, I think it's very obvious that we should be worried about the Lakers and Westbrook. Um, but I said that at the very beginning of the season that we should be worried about the Lakers and Westbrook. Um, but so- yeah, but isn't Westbrook still gonna like give you numbers at the end of the day? Um, I hope so. Now you might have overdrafted him, but like I can't see a world where now okay, I guess I can. If he gets hurt, never plays, sure, not that valuable in fantasy. But like at the end of the day, aren't we gonna look up and be like, ah, oh, Westbrook was like the 40th ranked player, 50th ranked player. Not I bad. Hope so. Um, I'm I, I don't know. I actually think it's kind of worse. I, I'm I'm worried about the entire Lakers situation. Too much pressure, too much uh, attention at all times going on there. Yes, they'll figure it out. Yes, it'll be a few months. Uh, but even so, what what is that role for Westbrook? And I think it's going to be a diminished role because it's it's AD needs to be the best player on the team, and LeBron's definitely not going to be the third best player on the team. So I don't know. I'm worried about Westbrook. If you thought he you were going to get, and like we did, we we thought you're going to get kind of a similar to the Harden Rocket season, and I I don't think you're going to get that at all. Much worse, I think. Um, I'm not, I'm obviously worried about Zion. Stay away from him. Like foot broke, big, big dude does not look in shape. Very yeah, I don't think we need to talk about that or Ben Simmons. No, or Kyrie. We don't. Like that's, but we're just, we're, we're just blowing hot air at that point. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, OG Adenobi got off to a really poor shooting start. I'm a, I'm a buy low on, on, <laughs> dude, on him. You probably didn't watch this game, but man, he got super spicy against the Mavs in the first yeah. quarter. And then he got hot. Yeah. Like, 
he had like 20 points and then he got foul trouble and then he just couldn't shake it. He just kept fouling every time he fouled and then he was on the bench and then he got back in and he fouled again. He was on the bench. And so um, it was a disappointing game in that sense because he was super spicy and you're like, dude, OG might go for like 40 and then he got in foul trouble and you just couldn't, couldn't get out. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why I'm, I'm a, I was like, go night one when he shot like one for twelve or whatever. Buy, go, go trade for him right now. Go get him. Go get him right now because that's the kind of shit people get panicky. They, you know, maybe a name they're not familiar with, OG and Anobi, but they saw how he was ranked. Uh, saw how shitty he was in the first game and goes, I gotta get rid of this dude for anybody. And then you can, you know, turn around and get, uh, you know, send Buddy Heal over for OG and Anobi or or Jeremy Grant, like. I think that that's a really great snag if you were able to do it. And I think you could still do it even right now. Um, I have a little bit of an, I'm a little bit worried about Shea Gilders Alexander. Oh, now see, I was actually going to bring up Josh Giddy because I'm not worried about Giddy or Shea Gilders Alexander. I'm a, I'm like a little bit worried about okay city. They really look terrible. Yeah. But weren't they always going to like, yeah, but they look worse than I thought they would look <laughs> like way worse. Well, it looks way worse. Like they got killed by the Jazz, which I mean, didn't everyone expect that? Yeah, the that's one, fair. Getting killed by the Rockets after the Rockets got killed on opening night was not a great look. But again, like this Oklahoma City team is just weird, man. Like they have no big man. We've talked about this all the way back when we we're like, well, they got to play Derek Favors because they ain't got no other big guy. Yeah. And they're not playing Derek Favors. Like which Isaiah Roby is a small forward. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they just, man, you're center now. So, like, is like half the time, Giddy looks like the biggest guy on the court for them. It's, that's, and that's why I'm not giving up on Giddy yet at all. And I'm not, I'm obviously not giving up on Shea Gillers Alexander. I'm just saying, like, ooh, is like, is this going to be a harder year for him because the team is somehow worse? Well, the team, the team probably has more talent in some ways. It's just like they don't have it, like, they don't have any pieces. Like none of it fits. It's just like this exactly. amalgamation of stuff. And so, yeah, it's it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly for a while. And like, do yeah, they it, make some sort of trade? Like, what? How do you fix it? Or do you just not care and you just try to lose every game? And I don't know. I'm guessing they're going to try to lose every game. It seems like that's what they're up to. I think the one thing I'm keeping an eye on is simply Shea Gilders is going to you know, work his way back into that form that we saw from him last year, how much dedication and passion is he going to put out throughout the year? We talk about how, you know, last year he kind of disappeared and they started sitting him and then they didn't play him. Um, How is that going to happen earlier this year? Like, I don't know. I'm getting bad vibes from Oklahoma city and around Shea Gilders Alexander's performance right now. I'm just keeping an eye on it at this, at this time. If I can get a nice spicy uh, move, for Shea Gildress, I would, I would, I would, I would definitely consider it if I could do like a kind of a, a horizontal trade. Okay, so they play, uh, they play three times next in the, in week two. They also have a game on Sunday, um, which we're recording before has even started. Um, let's say he has a spicy game against whoever. It doesn't matter who, right? Yeah. Maybe the Warriors, maybe the Lakers. People will be watching those games. Um, and I offer you a top forty player form. Anyone doesn't matter. Hmm. Are you taking it? I'm really considering it. Yeah. If I have a solid guard lineup, I am like, if I also have DeJounte Murray on my team, DeJounte Murray's like a Shea Gildress light. In, in fact, maybe this year it's not, a, it's, it's more like a 0.9%, uh, like a 90% Shea Gildress. So it's like DeJounte Murray looks very good. Um, I can get most of those stats from him. If my guards are pretty solid, I think I do. I do pull that trigger. I'm offering you. Let's see here. I'm offering you Kyle Lowry. Not high enough for me. I'm offering you DeRozan. Ooh, more interested, but probably not. I'm offering you CJ McCollum. Too boring, but maybe if I need if it fit my team. Jalen Brown. Yes. Tobias Harris. Roto League, yes. Drew Holiday. 
Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like he, you just. That's a lateral move. Yeah. Those are lateral moves, which is what I'm going for. And it's fine. Like, I mean, Holiday obviously missed a little bit of time, but like, you just feel like Holiday's going to play and the Bucks need him to be good. Whereas like Jay Gillis Alexander, I feel like, I know we talked about this maybe a little bit early in the preseason and then I kind of gave up on it because you convinced me that they weren't going to do it. But like at some (laughs) point they're going to just be like, why don't you just not play, man? Like we're terrible. We've lost yeah. every game. Like I'm starting so. to. I'm, I'm getting worse vibes than I thought I would. I was. Yeah. See, I was, you I had, high you hopes. had I had my bad vibes. You tried to talk me out of it. You did. This is your. I fault. had high. I had high hopes early in the season, and now I, now I got bad. I have bad vibes. Uh, but I'm getting good vibes actually from a player that uh, maybe I, I was a, maybe a little uh, too far down on. Kind of considered uh, this guy just kind of like a waiver streamer maybe into the bench type of score and uh tyler hero looks motivated he looks good okay i'll play play this game where does tyler hero end up at the end of a fantasy season so like what's nice about tyler hero is that his role coming off the bench is borderline starter minute Pretty much start a minute roll. Like okay, hero. so but but here's the, the hero problem, and you know the hero problem. Yes, it's th- two categories. There's not a lot else going on. This guy's always, I think, in fantasy. I'm talking just fantasy now. I'm not talking about how good he can play any of that. He's always going to be a bigger name than he's going to be a fantasy asset because literally last year he played 30 minutes a game got you 0.6 deals and 0.3 blocks he didn't get you one combined no and that's and always he's a not a crazy three-point shooter either like he only shot 5.5 a game last year yes so like he, he makes him at a good clip right but it's like two two and a half which is good but it's not like elite elite so it's like even if he can get up to 20 points a game it's like 20 two and a half threes five maybe six rebounds like three assists like it's just but i think at 21 years old this is a like there's a lot of these guys who live in this in this realm right where they're just kind of like a scorer who gets like you know harrison barnes right like andrew wiggins there's these like guys who score and get you some threes and maybe a little bit of not not is bad at other things but not like horrible at anything and he's in that category for me but at 21 years old with games where he has had you know 11 rebounds or uh, 11 assists uh where if those stats if he can bump the rebounds up bump the assists up just a tad he goes from one of those you know sub 100 players who you consider an end of bench guy to a Oh, this is like a this is a solid like seventy five to one hundred player that needs to be on a roster. Period. Like that's the his his ceiling to me is like seventy five. Yeah, he's still only owning eighty eight percent of Yahoo leagues. He's in the top fifty right now, averaging twenty eight and a half a game. Sure. Um, just if I could sell him for anyone in the top fifty, I'd do it. If I could sell him for oh. anyone in the top seventy five, I'd do it. That's uh, that's a no brainer. Absolute no brainer. Yeah. I'm just saying I, I basically was like, I'm not sure I want this guy on a roster. And now I'm thinking like, Oh, you know what? If he can, if he can continue to throw improve and throw, throw games like this together, uh, even though this is like, like you're saying, he's in the top 50 right now. I don't think he's going to be doing this, but well, they if, need if his, if his average, right. Is a little bit closer to this than, you know, like a hundred and, you know, 50th, like uh, or 130th like he was last year then i like him much better than i thought i did someone i was not considering drafting to uh, potentially a top 100 player fair fair all it takes is a little bit of rebounds and assists because like you're saying and i agree with you the steals blocks they're never gonna i don't think they're ever gonna show up right so if you can't do that you can't be a top 50 player no you gotta actually try on defense against those blocks, Mike. that's right you absolutely have to Tyler, let's talk about week two. Um, going into week two, uh, the number one thing I do going into the, the the coming week, right, is one: can I get a Sunday Monday? Do I have any? You know, am I winning already in week one? Can I get a uh, pick somebody up on the waiver to play Sunday and Monday, or just play Monday? Get that that pick in early. 
Um, and I go out to the advanced schedule grid on hashtagbasketball.com, which I think is the best tool, uh, best calendar tool in fantasy basketball out there, uh, bar none. Let me go take a look at what we have coming up for the week. It's it's a very feels it feels like a very standard NBA week. Lots of games on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Most teams playing four, some teams playing three. Sacramento or not Sacramento, Phoenix Suns only playing two games. One game is against Sacramento, the other is against Cleveland. Yeah, so I mean, if it's a weekly lock league, like it's hard to play Suns now. It's two great matchups for Suns. Um, I suppose both those teams are going to be bad on defense, but it's going to be hard to play a son and, and feel good about it this week. Like even I mean, like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, he probably got to play those guys, but if it's a middling option. Even like DeAndre Ayton, if you can find someone with four games, it's, they're liable to put up more stats than DeAndre. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a very simple equation. Um, the, the more games means more stats. And, and that's one of the reasons I do shy away from head to head leagues. Um, I don't, I certainly don't like the head to head leagues that have no, like, where you could just stream as much as you want. I think there has to be limits on your streaming. Uh, but other than that, like it's a very, um, very standard week. Um, is there anything, I guess you're maybe looking towards, uh, maybe some of those, you know, guys who are hanging out on the waiver wire, like the D'Anthony Melton's or the Desmond Baines, like getting a Grizzlies team, uh, this week, even though there's only three games, it seems like, you know, the Grizzlies are going to have uh, a lot more like value on the waiver wire than most, most teams out there. Yeah. At least for right now. Sure. Uh, so the Grizzlies are definitely one of those teams to watch. Uh, I feel like Reggie Jackson's a guy maybe being a little bit overlooked now, the Clippers also only have three games this week, but they play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which are the three biggest days too. So you don't love that. Um, you really want to focus in on people playing on Tuesday and Thursday. Right. And then yes. Saturday um, is not a huge or yeah. Friday is not a huge day this week. It's Saturday. Right. Yeah. Saturday, actually Saturday is the 11 game, the, the busiest day leaving Sunday to be about five games, which I feel like if saving that Sunday, Monday stream into next week, is pretty nice. You get a good visual here on the advanced Tuesday, calendar. Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday. I feel like if you're looking for just streams for this week, that's guys you pick up and hold for the whole week. They're gonna play pretty much every day in your lineup. You yep. want Dallas, which Dallas probably has the best schedule because they play every shallow day. They play yes. every day where there's not nine games. And then the next best would be uh, Jazz, who have four and they play on Saturday, but they play the other three on later scheduled days dallas in their defense also plays the rockets and spurs and the kings they do play at the nuggets um which would be a decently hard game but they have three fairly favorable matchups too um you could be looking at someone like tim hardaway jr you could be looking at someone like they've not played their bench a lot so you might want a maverick starter <laughs> yes. you can find one on your waiver wire dorian sure. finney smith um maybe dwight powell if you're into that kind of thing um that's probably the guy Warriors, Rockets, also uh, Tuesday, Thursday matchups as well. Um, I kind of like the the benches a little bit better than I do for Dallas. Uh, you got the Knicks also a Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday at Chicago for Joakim Noah Appreciation Night. That is going. There's going to be a lot of uh, good vibes like, in the I UC. Like Tyrese Maxey might not be a bad ad either. They play Tuesday, Thursday, they play yeah. Knicks and, and Pistons. Which anybody playing the Pistons, I'm game for the Pistons. Are you playing the Pistons? I'm all right for that. Yes, the Pistons are garbage. So I'm trying not to get too excited about the uh, the two wins the Bulls had against the Pistons because it's just the Pistons and the Zionless uh, Pelicans. But I think this week um, with the um, Raptors, Knicks, and then Utah on Saturday, it's going to be a good uh, good good vibe test for the for the that Bulls. Raptors team is feisty, man. They're feisty. They're, yeah, they're not bad. They're not as bad as it seems. So yeah, that's going to be three. Um, good test. Just you know who's a little test. better than uh, than than I thought they would be uh, already is the Hornets. Um, Hornets got four games. Now they're Monday, Wednesday, busy days, but Friday, Sunday, and then they have a Monday game too against Cleveland. So you know if you can get a, la- a latter half Hornets player for a Friday, Sunday, Monday combo, that's something I'm definitely interested in. 
You know who's been better than I expected him to be was Ish Smith, who's probably owned in like zero leagues. Yeah, I was not expecting him really to be relevant at all. And he looks uh, not bad. Well, he's just they're playing. playing him. That's what I mean. He's playing. So, like, if you're in a super deep league and like Ish Smith for some reason is out there, like, I mean, he's not fantastic, but like he's averaging six and a half assists and eight points so far. He's owned in two percent of leagues. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's a that's a hell of a deeply extremer. Like he was on a league of mine that was a sixteen team league with a fairly deep roster. He was on the waiver wire, and I was like, you know what, Ish Smith playing twenty minutes a game. I'm in for that. Yeah, the teams that look really garbage. Uh, Orlando, Oklahoma City. Oof. Just really, really. Like, Orlando's going to get blown out a lot. Well, and, it's like, when I they mean, don't score, they can't. There's no one who can score on that team. And for some reason, they're not, like, letting Ross go off, which is strange. Well, and Houston, I think, might be in that category, too. Like, at least they've got Christian Wood, I guess. But um, they're they're looking also not great. And then the Pelicans. Man, the Pelicans look Oof. bad. They look really, really bad. Yeah, I would say. Feel free to take some bets against them. You want to teams. talk about you want to talk about the Wizards quick and end it on some Washington talk? Let's talk. Yes, let's we we were talking about the Wizards before the show uh, a little bit. Yes, let's let's talk about the Wizards. Uh first off, a little bit better than uh, I assume they were, were gonna be. Yes, Spencer did when he's looked good. He had to yes. kind of take over that ton number one scoring role with Beal was out there for a game, but um I feel like He's still only owned 86% of Yahoo League. So, again, some reason, some reason he's available in your league. That's a guy I'd definitely pick up. I feel like he's going to be a top 75 player this season. Yep. I just feel like he's good, can score, hit threes, going to get assists, all that. Massive uh, rebounds from Kyle Kuzma right now and playing yeah. playing a very specific role. So, this is these are the two guys I want to talk to you about, Harold and Kuzma. Yes. And somehow, Raul Neto's like – very highly ranked because he's like not missing a shot, but um, we don't need to talk about him. Um, Kuzma and Harold, which one would you rather have? Let's start with that. Oh, that's see, that's a that is a proper question, Tyler. Um, I find it really, really strange that Kyle Kuzma on a team that has Bertrands and uh, Caldwell Pope. And Denny Advia, somebody who they drafted, I'm really finding it shocking that Kyle Kuzma is like the hot, the number one minutes guy on this team right now. And I, I don't know why or in what world that continues. Montrose, I think Montrose Harold always plays that role of like a 28 minute guy coming off the bench, getting you 18 and eight, nice, nice counting stats, nothing else. Kyle Kuzma also scoring, hitting threes and getting rebounds, not doing anything else. They're very similar players. I guess Kuzma gets the nod for the better fantasy role, but like, why, why is, why is he the guy here in Washington right now? He can defend. Sure. Like, look at what they've done. And Kuzma was a bad defender as a rookie, but he's gotten a lot better. He's gotten better, but like, he's but not the guys that are playing, Caldwell Pope, who can defend, Dinwiddie, who can defend a little. But they don't have another point guard. To, I mean, he's better than Alan Neto. He's better defender than him. Sure. You know, and then the only guy they're playing a, a lot of minutes is not a great defender is Montrose Harrell. But all the other guys, they want defense around guys like Beal and Dinwiddie and Harrell, apparently. So they're playing the guys who can defend. Um, I guess I was actually more worried about Harrell's role with Gafford there. Well, Gafford and then the return of Thomas Bryant eventually. Right. And so do – Here's the question, and this is kind of where I'm getting this. 79 and 74% owned. At the end of the year, are they going to – either one of them going to be on a roster? Man, I think actually Kyle Kuzma might be. If I had to put money on it, it would be that Kyle Kuzma is still on some on, some, on a majority of rosters. So there you go. So maybe we're still picking up if he's available or – uh, He's playing well, playing a lot of minutes. You might as well ride the hot hand. I don't love – what, I don't love it, right? Because it's just like he's playing really well. Like average wise, he's going to be worse than this. The rebounds are really nice. That's it. Unless he's there, you know, like rebounds and scoring. It's not that's not a bad thing to get off the waiver wire. I'm with you on that. Well, I think that's it for our week two preview, Tyler. Uh, week one was a lot of fun. Week two is going to be, I'd say, a lot more interesting simply because 
teams are settling in uh, to the NBA speed. Uh, lots of turnovers, obviously, in week one, week two. Everything starts to, you know, you know settle down, get revert to the mean. We're still in small sample size theater here, even throughout week two as well. Not enough games for us to really get a good, uh, accurate feel of what's going on. But um, it's been enjoyable. Uh, is there anything uh, specific coming up in week two that you got going on, Tyler? Uh, that I've got going on yeah. personally, uh, I can't say that I have. I mean, I, I think I've been watching the Mavs a little closer. Just uh, some, we've seen some differences. We've seen some um, things that Kid is doing a little bit differently. So if you want to read more about that, you can check out um, all my work on that at the Smoking Cuban. And I think really this week for me, I'm just looking at how did the players that kind of bubbled up in week one, how are they still performing? And is anyone else bubbling up in week two? Yep, I still think you got to hit those waiver wires pretty hard. Um, hot hand comes out of nowhere, pick them up. Could be a hot hand for a good portion of the season. Um, definitely follow Tyler at Tyler P. Watts on Twitter. He's got a lot of stuff uh, out there that you should be reading. And you can follow me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, support us on patreon.com slash watching the boxes or follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, where we literally watch the boxes. Uh, we will be doing another one of those this week, uh, probably on one of the busier evenings. So I don't know if that's going to be Monday or Wednesday, probably Wednesday. Wednesday feels right. Watching the box is Wednesday. Rolls off the tongue. I kind of like that, Tyler. I like it too. All right. Well, we will see you very soon for, well, we used to do waiver wire Wednesday. Shit. Now I got to figure that out. We'll see you very soon, either for waiver wires or watching the boxes or all of the above. But either way, thank you for listening. And have a great one. Have a great week, too. We'll see you soon.